Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. We waited too long. Let's get Moose on the line now. Mark Melissas with BetQL. You know what? Can Join I just us really on the quick, Roman guest line? Really yes, quickly can. just say, when I was waiting on hold, I understood all the rage that Nick Costos has. I was like, just get me on the phone. Like, I hate making people wait, so... Yeah. On with the chlorophyll, on with the scores. Joining us on the Roman guest line now is Moose, BetQL. Moose, how you doing tonight? Oh, and, uh, man, another crazy weekend of NFL football. Your thoughts on the Cincinnati Bengals heading to the Super Bowl. You know, if you played them preseason, they had the same odds to be here as the Jacksonville Jags. Yeah, crazy. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, insane that Burrow and uh, the Bengals are sitting here and they're going to be playing in the Super Bowl in Los Angeles. I mean, it's absolutely insane. And, you know, they could have lost to the Raiders. They could have, obviously, if it was not for Ryan Tannehill, they would have lost to the Tennessee Titans. And down 21-3 at Arrowhead on Sunday against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid to be able to come back and what that defense was able to do in the second half. And, you know, Reid and company and Mahomes getting a little too cute at the end of the first half and then getting a little too cute at the end of the game, end up going into uh, overtime and end up losing it. McPherson's been a stud. It just tells you, I mean, Joe, I mean, Burrow's been on just this. I mean, he had to. Arguably the greatest, and I don't think arguably the greatest college football season for a quarterback yeah. ever at LSU. And then to see him two years in, coming off a torn ACL, mind you, as well, to now be sitting here uh, 60 minutes away from lifting up that Vince Lombardi trophy, it's insane. Moose, you reside in New York City. A lot of chatter around the New York football giants uh, today. Um, what are your thoughts on some of the bombshells uh, swirling around the city of New York? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, what a, what angle exactly? Do I think the do I think the Giants? I mean, I do know the the Giants were very interested in hiring Brian Flores. I, I think John Marrow is very interested in hiring Brian Flores. I think the Giants probably went against what they've what they've done in the past, where you know they've gave a little bit more control to the new general manager Joe Shane, who came over from Buffalo, and and he, he had a good relationship with Brian Dayball, who clearly was a guy that everyone thought when Joe Shane got the job was going to be at least one of the finalists. I know there were reports a couple of days before Dayball got the job that he was the favorite to get the, the Miami gig, and um, I never thought he would take the Dolphins' job over the Giants' job. But um, do I think, I mean, the, the lawsuit that Brian Flores has levied against the National Football League, the accusations against Stephen Ross down in Miami, the accusations against the Giants. I think we have to see exactly how everything plays out. Is the high, are the hiring practices in the National Football League 
Uh, is the Rooney rule working? Mm-hmm. Um, no, probably not. I mean, it's not working. I mean, you look at 70% of the league is, is African-American. We sit right now, and there's one African-American head coach in the league, and that's uh, Mike Tomlin, who's been an absolute stud with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So does that need to change in the National Football League? For sure. Uh, do I think the Giants are uh, an organization that is racist? I do not. Uh, I do not think they're, they're a racist organization in any way, shape, or form. Um, and so I, we'll see exactly where this lawsuit does go. Um, I'm sure Brian Flores, the, the stuff that he had to say, Bill Belichick sending him the text that, and, and mislabeling it, and Brian Dayball, Brian Flores, and congratulating him before he interviewed and Dayball was going to get the job. You know, it, it doesn't look good, actually. But, I mean, the, the Giants, uh, I think, did a full search, um, and they ended up with the guy that they wanted to be their head coach. We'll see how that whole situation just plays out because it's crazy. It's it's funny. So much in the NFL has actually happened recently, and the Super Bowl is what a week away after this week, and nobody's talking about it. I thought the biggest news today would be the Commanders. Great name getting revealed. Um, just kidding. We suck, and our name uh, sucks. Ter- I mean, it's a terrible name. Yeah, right? moose, I mean, moose, I mean, it's, it's it's an it's an awful name. Go with something else. Man. I mean, I I get why they needed to change the name, and I understand it. You know, just stick with the Washington football team to sell it as yeah. the Commanders. I mean, the Commanders sounds like a USFL team. It oh, sounds it like an XFL team. It's an AF team. I mean, Moose, yeah, we already I mean, said that, we're like two minutes away from uh, us calling them the Washington Commies, which is, you know, a pro- I mean, problematic. Is, but, right. I mean, you guys put they put their heads together for a year and a half and they come together with the Commanders. They're I mean, bad heads. The heads are not educated. You just when people just put their heads together and they're not intelligent human beings. Just dumb stuff comes out of it. That's been my life having to watch this team over the past 23 years, 24 years. They are incompetent and inept. Um, let's go ahead. Well, how about just one more thing on that? How about the video they leaked out, oh. uh, you know, about, you know, 2-2-22, and you have, you know, Rivera and Wright, and they're sitting in the room, they're like, that's hot. That's going to be great. Look yeah. at that. Oh, oh you guys are going to look. I mean, I, it just, it's just it's amazing. Like, when you sit there, and then they reveal the uniforms, and I get, Listen, the all-white looks pretty cool. The the black uniform looks great, uh, but and they're sticking to the burgundy and gold. That's fine. You just got to come up with a better name. Go with the Red Hogs. Go with the uh, – someone mentioned the Red Tails. The I Red mean, Tails, the Red Hogs. Just, just Something like the that. The Wolves. Go with the Commanders. Come on. I, I'm going commanders. with the Chihuahuas over the Commanders. I just – you know, <laughs> I've got a name. Moose, tell me if you like this one. The Losers. How about that? The Washington <laughs> you know Losers. What? That has a good ring to it. What do you want to do tonight? Uh, let's go watch the guys. It let's is, go watch the Losers. And it, it fits it, perfectly. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I grew up a Washington fan um, because of John Riggins. And going down there, my dad took me down to some games at old RFK and stuff like that. So went to a lot of Giants-Washington games um, at Giants Stadium, where Giants obviously were more often than not victorious. But uh, now you look at where this organization is, you know, Jack Ken Cook as compared to Daniel Snyder, uh, Joe Gibbs as compared to, and Ron Rivera is a better coach than what they've had. I mean, Gruden was terrible. Uh, I mean, they, they've had some embarrassing hires. And, and what the, you know what's salt in the wound? How many times do you have to see the picture of McVay, yeah. Shanahan, yeah. LaFleur, all on the sideline working under Mike Shanahan and part of that staff and everything and watching all those guys having success, whether it be, you know, with the Rams, the Niners, or the Packers, 
uh, having success someplace else. That's the other thing. I mean, I know Washington loved McVay, but they were never going to hire him. He walked in that room, gets the Rams job, and now he's going to his second Super Bowl as Rams head coach. So and we're changing amazing. the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what we're I doing mean, over here. Everything's fine. Yeah, I mean, that's what, that's what they're at, right? They're keeping Jack Del Rio, who's a god-awful defensive coordinator, and uh, you know they've still got Ron Rivera, and they still need a quarterback. Moose, we're obviously a couple of weeks away, but uh, how are you going to play the Super Bowl? You know, uh, prop bets come out earlier than ever, so a couple of those are available. It's a four-and-a-half-point spread. The Rams are favored, just went up actually by the hook, and the total's 48-and-a-half. How are you going to bet the game, if at all? You know, Ryan, I, I'm, I've kind of gone back and forth. I, it, I find it hard. I don't look at, and I like the Rams before the start of the year. Yeah. Uh, I have a, a little bit of a bet on them, not a big one. My Super Bowl pick before the start of the year was Rams and Bills. Bills should have gotten there if they were – that managed that 13 seconds late. I just look at it. I, It's hard to not think that, you know, the football gods are shining on Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Yeah. I'm not saying that they can win it, but saying that they can keep that game within a field goal. I mean, the, McVay, number one, is terrible in big games. I mean, he was dying to give that game away to Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, no timeouts with 10 and, minutes, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> what was that challenge? He was chasing, oh, man. Like, who is up in the booth that is like, and I get you didn't have a good view, but somebody should lose their job over that, man. Or maybe like they're just afraid to say anything to him. That may have been the worst challenge I've ever seen. Oh, my God, the fumble? How do you challenge the sneak, too? Right. I mean, how do you challenge that one? I mean, yeah. there was no – what guy? What video guys looking at and saying, yeah, I see conclusive evidence that we're going to be able to win this and we're going to get the first down? There was nothing conclusive looking at the video, and they were never going to overturn it on the field. So, you know, the, the Bengals have been kind of on this – I mean, do I think maybe, like you know, midnight strikes on Cinderella yeah. uh, on Super Bowl Sunday? Potentially. I mean, I, I do – Stafford doesn't look great throwing the football deep. That's number one. Burrow is a guy that's been a big game player his entire career. I don't think the moment's going to be too big for Burrow. They've got playmakers on the outside, and and Higgins, obviously, we know how good Jamar Chase is. Boyd, who's been you know their third receiver this year. Joe Mixon can run the football. The biggest concern I have about the Bengals is is can the offensive line hold up because they're going to get a pass rush very similar to the one they saw against the Tennessee Titans. The Titans had nine sacks in that game. So are they going to be able to hold up um, and be able to protect Joe Burrow? That's my biggest issue. I think if it's, you know, I, I, I think I think Cincinnati, if they can come back from 21-3 down at Arrowhead, uh, I mean, it's hard-pressed for me to look at the Los Angeles Rams and say that the Cincinnati Bengals don't have a chance to beat the Rams Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, that's a great point. You mentioned some of the gaffes that uh, Sean McVay has had over the postseason. What other, like, head scratchers, like, tier the head scratchers in terms of the coaching that we've seen so far in this postseason? Because there's been a lot. Even, I guess, in week 18 with uh, Brandon Staley, like, calling that timeout during uh, <clears throat> during overtime. Yeah, I mean, some of them, I, you know, I've mentioned it, Reed at the end of the first half, and I know Mahomes thought he had a timeout. End of the game where they're trying to massage the clock, just score the touchdown. You had a first and right. goal at the five-yard line, just score. Take the lead, worry about the defense. If Burrow and the Bengals go down the field on your defense with one or two timeouts, you know what, so be it. You lose the game, but they got a little too cute there and a little bit too arrogant and ended up costing the game. I had a concern about that. I thought McVay was absolutely brutal in the NFC championship game. And even to the point where Troy Aikman uh, brought it out, where whether it be the challenges, the use of the timeout, some of the play calls as well, got bailed out when Tark dropped that easy interception uh, that, uh, that Stafford throwed right down, threw right down the center of the field with about nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. So I thought he was terrible. I thought Vrabel had an awful game 
for the Tennessee Titans. I mean, you mean yeah. to tell me you get – I mean, your team is built on your defense and your ground game. That's the game that to start the game off, you're going to cut Ryan Tannehill loose. I mean, you really are. I mean, yeah. I mean, run Foreman. I know Derrick Henry didn't look yeah, like the same exactly. Derrick Henry coming back from that ankle injury, but Foreman looked like he was basically ready to run through a brick wall. He had that huge run before the Tannehill gaff and the interception. So No I squib kick wears, in the Buffalo yeah. game? Yeah, squib kick. Yeah, but – you know what? Here's the thing, Tristan. When I look at that, yeah, you're right. I, I mean, at, at the time you're thinking about it, squib kick, use the seconds, uh, whatever can leak off is going to help you at that point. Make them return the ball. Fair, all fair. They had, and amazingly enough, the Chiefs had all their timeouts left, but they're at their own 25 yard line. Yeah. I mean, can the defense do something there to prevent them to in two plays and in nine seconds, nine or ten seconds? to go from their 25 to inside your 30? I mean, can you do something to get the, the receivers, bump them a little bit at the line so right. they don't have the easy release? I mean, do something if you're the Buffalo Bills. My God, you're the number one defense in the National Football yeah. League. But I think you're, you're right about McDermott. I mean, I think that's, I think that's something you're going to look at and say that clearly if they squib kick there, even if they use four seconds, there's just not enough time for them to get into field goal range, and the Bills are are hosting the the Bengals in the AFC Championship game. And I got to be honest, with you, I think then midnight would have struck on Cinderella, and the Bills would be in the Super Bowl. Hey Moose, we got about sixty seconds here. Any uh, immediate thoughts about the Vikings zeroing in on Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell as their head coach? They went through a little Harbaugh drama. Harbaugh said he's going back to Michigan. Now they want KOC. Um, any anything quick about the state of this Vikings team, um, as well as the head coaching possible hire? Yeah, I got to be honest. Yeah, I would have hired Patrick Graham, the Giants' defensive coordinator, um, who met with them a couple of days ago for nine hours. Um, from everyone I talked to, Graham's first off, the players love him. He's an unbelievable defensive mind. He's a great motivator. Um, you know, he's an asset to any coaching staff. I think he'll be a head coach in the National Football League in short order. I don't think he was a serious contender for the Giants' job just because he was part of Joe Judge's staff. But otherwise, I think he would have been. Uh, O'Connell's a guy that you know drafted. Uh, I think by the New England Patriots, coached up there for a little bit, was on Washington staff. Yes, he was. Uh, Another out, one. Yeah, yeah, and then went out to Los Angeles and joined McVay's staff. So he's a guy that's well-respected as an offensive mind. So not a bad hire, but if it were me and I were the Minnesota Vikings, I probably would have went with Patrick Graham. Moose, thank you for joining the show. I have made – I've come to a conclusion now. I'm going to support all the teams that have a Washington football team coach as their head coach or assist. <laughs> like, the one. Packers, yeah, yeah, the Yeah, just Rams. outsourcing my loyalty. Like, I'm loyal to Sean. I'm loyal to uh, O'Connell, of course, LaFleur. Shanahan. Shanahan. That, those are my new teams now. This new Washington losers team down here in D.C. or wherever they are. Can't yeah, trust the hell them. with the Belichick tree. It's all about the Washington football team coaching tree. That's what I'm saying. You know, those guys tree. all have the the best playbooks and game plans, but man, they're in game all of them. LaFleur, McVay, <laughs> Shanahan. What the hell was he doing? I how mean, how many fourth and one punts? You have George Kittle. You ever watch uh, his dad? I, I, I could do this for an hour. Like <laughs> honestly, and I, and man, I like Moose Kyle Ryan Shanahan wants to too, be a coach. Just a heads he is, up. He is brutal. Yeah. He's, he's going yeah, back to Julia Catholic to coach Moose. Moose, thank you for joining the show. As always, have a great evening, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, guys, had a blast. Have a good rest of the show. Thanks. Well. Of course, our guy, Mark Malus is of BetQL. Joining us on the Roman Guest Line, get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED off from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL.